up, everyone? Welcome back to season four of the Panthers Nation Network. That is absolutely crazy to think about. And I know it's been a little while since we're gone. I know y'all might have forgotten about us, but we were here. We were lamenting with you just through all of this, as y'all have all been, because somehow it seems that the Panthers organization has just continued to to. They, I don't even know if there's a word for it. I don't even know what the word would be. I think we have to make up a new verb. They're they're ruling out every scenario for success and just bringing about just pain and torture. I mean, I've seen it, and I've seen this multiple times on Twitter, and I, I agree with it. I don't know if I've ever been this disconnected and just disenfranchised by the team. Like, they say something, I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I've I've lost my my will is one. I can't be upset anymore though. I think I think I've lost that. That, that, that fire to keep being upset every week about what goes. I'm like, you know what? At this point, right? Look, I'm just I'm, we're just trying to kill time until something happens. Something's got to happen. Something's got to give. Somebody's got to get fired at some point. Like we know something's gonna happen. But like, as far as like getting my hopes up and being and stressing out about what's going on this offseason, bro. I said, I'll be honest. Uh, let Jesus take the will on this one. <laughs> I don't think Jesus had anything to do with this organization. <laughs> you know, you got, I mean, the, the distance though, I mean, you do have to enter with a little bit of, I mean, you know, only one team won the Super Bowl last year. And I mean, let's face it. I mean, it's, it's a fresh slate and, you know, uh, the, the, we're right around the corner from the calendar uh, year starting on March 16th when free agency and all that hits and they can start reworking contracts and stuff like that. So, you know, give, you know, I, I, I at least I'm a little excited for, for free agency to see what goes down. Um, and to see how they restructure some things and stuff because they're going to have to do some work. Um, so you know, I'm a little more optimistic. I'll, I'll go that route, but of course, I'm you know, you guys are the diehards. So um, you know, but right now everybody's O and O. So as they say, and you know, um, but you know, I don't, take Matt Rule out of the equation, and yeah, I'm excited <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, um, and, and that's and that's and that's and that's the way it is. So um, you know, we'll see. I don't know. Fitterer's still starting to, he's having me question some things. His interview I, I listened to and I didn't, you know, I wasn't jazzed about it. I didn't hate it, but I mean, I'm still just wondering how much of an impact rule is having on the, you know, on the home keeping of the team right now and what players are in, what players are out. Because if that's straight up Fitterer, then I don't know how Fitterer can look at, especially with the teams that he has, has been there for the Seahawks, you know, and all that, how he can look at a defensive player like Hassan Reddick. I know 15 million is what they were like thinking about, and that, or that's what he was looking for. And I know that's a lot, but I just don't see how you can let a piece like that go from this defense. I just with the most, with one of the highest return on investments I think I've ever seen, at least from the Panthers' point of view on a free agent, albeit other than maybe Greg Olson. I just don't know how. Like, I mean, he, he's provided so much for the way coming out of nowhere, and just to not make him a priority this year. I just think, and I mean, they said they've been, you know, in early talks with him, but the general, you know, tone of at least, you know, Panthers wires are that he will not be, you know, we won't be making that deal. And that can always be conjecture, but it still concerns me a bit. Yeah, but, you know, with, with Hassan Reddick, though, we're talking about a guy that's been one of the few guys in the past three seasons to have over 10 plus sacks. So he's got a demand. We're talking top end market value, and I don't think we ever planned when we signed him to that one year deal. How much was his deal worth? Like six million, something like that. Right Not that much, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, I mean, that's very cheap. I mean, for a guy that we got that much value out of, 
you know, you know, you're gonna have to pay a, a bit boy dollars. I mean, the one thing we know about our organization is that we're historically one of the cheapest that you'll find. We don't sign big free agents. We don't usually keep guys after they have big years. They usually go on. Carolina usually is a, is a stopgap place for a lot of guys to reheat their careers, go off to go get the bag somewhere else. You know, <laughs> you know. So I mean, for Sean Reddick, I, I I mean, he he should test the market. He should go and get the the biggest dollar value he, he, he can go get. And, I never really had any real expectations of keeping him of keeping him around once I saw how well he he was performing. He was he was he God he he, he kind of quadrupled the production he we would have gotten from him based off the deal that we that, that we gave. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're going to have some work in front of them. I mean, like you said, Hassan Reddick's going to be a hot item and stuff, but it's like where do you you're going to have to find money somewhere. So is it Stephon Gilmore? You know, I heard today on the radio, very interesting conversation about, you know, getting rid of Shaq Thompson um, or reworking his con. Somewhere or another, you're going to have to find some money, unfortunately, um, you know, just to help the salary. So they, they were talking today, like, which, who would you want to lose? And it was Shaq Thompson. It was Hassan Reddick. It was Stephon Gilmore. And a majority of the people talking said, don't lose Gilmore. Do not let him go because he's kind of the core of that secondary and, could be the most impactful player you have there. So then it boils down to Reddick and Thompson. What do you do? Nobody wants to see any of them go. So somewhere or another, Fitter's got to work some magic to crunch some numbers. And the question is whether or not, and this boils down to what happens in free agency. Do you want to go where the money is, which I guess in football you do or whatever, or do you want to stay with your team and figure it out, you know, um, what they should do is grab, you know, Darnold and go, hey, we need to rework your contract. Um, you know, so they got to find it somewhere. So it's really the lesser of the, like, where, where do you go? And I, Jack, you make a great point with Hassan Reddick and so did you, uh, Chantice with, with the sacks and stuff. That's somebody you don't want to lose, but then do you want to lose Shaq Thompson? Do you want to lose Stephon Gilmore? Which one of those three are going to go? One of those three are probably going to go. <clears throat> but see, that's the situation you've created for yourself when you're paying five quarterbacks at a time, three of which do not need to be getting paid that much money. Or when you're trying to restructure, I mean, like, if if you sit here, and I understand that we need depth at the position, but if you sit here and tell me that Cam Irving deserves a restructured contract and, an, and a deal and a re-sign over these guys, I don't care what the price tag difference is. I, I don't care. It's, you're not going to be able to convince me of that. I know how bad offensive line is, but you talk about building up this depth in the defense. And now, granted, J.C. Horn, we don't know what he's going to be, what state he's going to be coming back in, but he will be back. But, I mean, you're right. I think Stephon Gilmore was still a vital part of that of that secondary, as was Hassan Reddick. Shaq, I, I mean, I really don't know what he's, to he's, think. He's, I think he's due like 10, just over 10 mil this year. But then, like, the problem, the problem with this defense is you've built it a certain way and you've done it with this positionless defense that if you take one of these pieces out, everything comes crumbling down. Like it's not gonna. It's, this is not a defense where the front seven is carrying the defensive backs like it did in years past. We saw the running defense was still subpar this year. People were still breaking through that first line of defense like it was a turnstile at a subway station. Like there was no protection there. And then even the, and then we saw tight ends eviscerate the middle of the field. And then we saw big wide receivers get back behind our safeties and corners. Like it played well when we got to the quarterback. That was the best thing it did, especially when your defense was built and thrived last year off of getting to the quarterback, getting sacks, and creating turnovers. 
So you're going to let go the one piece that got consistent sacks. Like Burns, don't get me wrong. He had a great stint the quarter, the first quarter of the year. The rest of the year, he did his he did his classic Burns thing where he goes off the first five weeks of the season and then he just is mid the rest of the year. And I don't know if that's a if it's a snap count thing like it was when Rivera was here, or if it's a if it's a stamina thing, or if it's a rotational thing. But I can't rationalize getting rid of your best a weapon or getting to the quarterback when that's what your whole defense is built around. We know we're going to have to rebuild the offensive line. And it baffles me even more when I get mock drafts putting us taking a cornerback at number six. I don't know where in the world that's coming from. And if we do that, I'll lost all my respect in Scott Fitter. I don't care what the Legion of Bloom he did with that. We have six guys right now. And you played, for the most part, the guys that did not need to be played in that spot. Keith Taylor and, and, and oh, what's the other one? Uh, Keith Taylor and, and, uh, and Troy um, Pride and Troy Pride were playing the majority of the season because CJ and Stefan and JC were all injured. So uh, it, it was it, it was a uh, it was Keith Taylor and CJ Henderson. You know, Pride got hurt in the preseason. Uh, that's that's true. True. Didn't CJ get hurt too? I thought CJ didn't play that much. He he got banged oh. up, but like he got benched a good bit. That's kind of same with and same with AJ. The problem, like you can draft this cornerback, but like stick with the guys you got and keep them healthy because we got eight guys that can't play and only you can only play four of them. Listen, Five of them, maybe. Listen, if we do the first show after the draft and our first pick's a cornerback, I don't even know. If I don't even know if I, I saw that same draft you did. I, I don't know if it was Jer, Daniel, Daniel Jeremiah. I don't know who it was, but I've seen Gil. I've seen Gil Brandt. I've seen Daniel Jeremiah. I've seen. Well, I've seen Kenny Pickett as a choice. Yeah, I saw. So Malik help me God. I saw Malik as a choice. Um, Not at six, but. But anyway, I know we'll get into that later. But but yeah. you're right, Jack. I mean, it's. I, but I will disagree with you. I think you could lose one of those three, yeah, and, and still have a defense that is pretty stout, um, because you do have the pieces in place. I think, um, and the question is whether you could go out. But this is going to come to the restructure, and you got to pull the card right. Could you go out and find a veteran who's out there that could step in and that second or third tier free agent that could come in and make a difference? Well, now here's what you do: you, if you lose to Sean Reddick, then you get me Harold Landry. Yeah, I knew that was coming. You get me, you get me, Harold Landry. That's the only because because if we lose Hassan Reddick or Shaq Thompson, either one of the two, God forbid both, that means you're either having to pull Burns off the line, right. or you're having to move, or you're having to move J- Chin down to play linebacker again. Right. You're not rocking. You're not starting those three guys again. You can't do it because we saw what happened. Shaq was running around there like crazy. I don't know what you know. Um, I mean, Frankie, don't get me wrong. We, it, Frankie did his part, and I think he could be – but I don't think he's he, he's a standalone. Because, don't get me wrong, I don't think Shaq was a standalone. Up until even this year, I don't think he was a standalone. He did a lot better when he had – he did a lot better this year when he had Frankie with him. He did a lot better when he had Luke and TD with him, obviously. But Frankie by himself I don't think is going to work out. And then the other guy um, – oh, my God, I've forgotten his name. Jermaine Carter, he's. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going with him. I'm not. I, I can't. Well, see, so, the thing, you know, I mean, you talk. I mean, you talk about what we missed out on as far as you. You talk about high value free agents. Denzel Perryman would have solved a lot of your problems this year because I can't lose Shaq now if I don't have if I don't have a Denzel Perryman somewhere somewhere in that linebacker room because Jermaine Carter is a reserve linebacker. He's not a starter. And, he's a very nice backup. 
And that's the byproduct of Matt Rule not being willing to take the time to coach to coach guys or to coach the tough guys because we all know Perryman was a bit of a you know catalyst there on the in the locker room, but clearly he made things work in LA or Las Vegas, excuse me. He made it to the playoffs with Vegas. So he clearly was doing something right. And also that's where I still was messed up about all that because we forget TD vouched for Perriman. TD played with Perriman and vouched for him. If that's not a, a test of character or at least a hard worker, then I don't know what is. And so that's where I still get messed up with this coaching staff. Like we can say all these things. We can bring in Harold Landry. We could, you know, bring in Christian Kirk. We could bring in these guys. We could bring in these linemen. It's not going to matter still if we have the same freaking coaching staff. I saw one where it was talking about getting um. Oh, he's the one of the, he's the offensive guard for the Bears. I don't remember his name. In the free agencies, who we need to go after, and I I'm not going to be able to remember his name because of course, guy wanted Ali Marpet. He retired at 28. At 28, I don't. Uh, so it's just his coaching staff still scares me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, there's guys like Brandon Sharp that are they're out there from Washington that they, they could possibly be a guy you you went out and got in, and I mean, would help show up would help show up your your interior line. You can spend that first. You can you can spend that sixth overall pick on on, on the offensive tackle, and you're gonna have to. I mean, free agency is gonna be very critical for this team this year because you can't you can't even address all of your needs now. You know, I mean, I mean, did you guys see the see the the potential uh, trade for uh, with, with with the Washington Commanders that would give them the sixth pick and give us think think two, give us a, a second rounder and a third rounder? Yeah, I saw that, but just but giving away not having a first round pick. No, no, no. We we we'd be trading back. We probably oh, I, I saw one with yeah. I saw another one too. It was like uh, six and eleven, but I forgot who the eleven pick was. Um, yeah. And then we got like a second round and a third round or something like that. Yeah, which I mean, job, which I would be fine with taking. I mean, just you gotta you gotta get some of that capital back. You just gotta have it, just, no matter where it's at. But then it just comes down to again, who is leading that draft? Are we seeing a Scott Fitterer by himself led draft? Are we seeing Matt Rule play the puppet master and sprinkle his little temple or, you know, players wherever he wants to? And, like, the biggest concern is, well, when they get these guys in the building, are they going to actually use them? Because from the 2020 class to the 21 class, I didn't think they drafted – I thought they drafted well in both classes. I just – for some reason, the 21 class got zero leeway as far as development goes as far as just actually letting them play. I mean, I understand, you know, 2020, that group had to play because – of COVID, you had to get them reps. They had to play immediately. But why were you sitting around waiting on guys like Terrence Marshall to not get get him fed the football? Because you drafted in the second round. You, I mean, you you had guys like you had guys like Brandon Zilstra playing, which you you know is not going to be a guy you got to move forward with in the future. Guys like Alex Erickson, who's been a who's been a a, a been a journeyman as a return man that you let get real offensive snaps like you you spent no time developing those guys and now you're a year behind because brady christensen now he may be valuable we, but we don't know where so we wasted an entire year and we could actually keep him at, at left tackle and go draft draft another position but now we don't know i'll tell you exactly why it's their college mindset again you're not playing freshmen right off the bat unless they're the five stars you're playing the seniors even if they're crap because that's just how it works especially yeah. in these programs so I can tell you exactly why that's what's happening. I just it just concerns me, and it, it's got and I and I hate having to rely on second and third day guys. 
Like that's not that's not shouldn't be the norm. And I feel like it's been a, a bit more expected of us because we got nobody else. We, we have nobody else to go off of. And that's where I get concerned. When you go offensive line, though, that's where I think we need to obviously focus and continue to focus. Let go of some of these guys we don't need. But then I'm seeing some crazy ones. Like people are saying, oh, ship, ship DJ off. We don't need him. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? They're like, DJ isn't I've productive. DJ isn't productive. He's not great. DJ's been the most consistent wide receiver we've had, at, like, in the last five, six years. So I don't know where you think we're going to get it with, especially, I mean, I've heard nothing about Robbie other than hearing that he has unfinished business in New York. That kind of irked me. Fam, I, I didn't understand signing Robbie to that deal at the beginning of the season anyway. That would never make sense to me because you went out and, you, you, you went out and drafted Terrace and Shaw. I thought that was a clear-cut sign that Robbie was going to be like, you know, he's going to play on that last year and he's out of here. You know, I didn't think it meant, oh, we're going to resign him. But now he now he does. I mean, you resign him only to bring back the quarterback that he left in New York for him now to want to leave again to go back to New York. I, yeah. uh, I, I just – I agree with you, Jack. I think it's just that college mentality. I mean, like uh, – I'm sorry, who's the offensive lineman? I lost his name now. Brady Christensen? Brady Christensen, yeah. Like, I think they were talking to Matt Rule like the other day or whatever, the combine or whatever, and he was like, well, we probably should have played him more, you know. It's like, yeah, real, you think? <laughs> and I thought about it a little bit. You know, if you get – you know, if, you know, go get that kid cross in the first round, um, you know, this year. Um, and you got Brady Christensen or whatever. And then go get, you know, I mean, I'll just throw it out there. Go get somebody like a Roger Saffold. Or go get Taylor Lewan for a year or two. You know, I'll you take have, it. You have Taylor Lewan, Brady Christensen, and you bring in, you know, that kid cross or whatever. And then I don't give know. Is, is, give I don't me Iquano. That's who I would like, but I don't think we're going to be able to get him. Yeah. Well, you know, whether you drop, but I mean, you, you just. I, 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 hopefully some things will be answered when we hit free agency. Um, but, uh, you know, but like you said, Shantice, many a times, if you're a free agent, why are you coming to Carolina? Well, why? You, you, because according to Matt Rule, we still got two more years to build. You know what I'm saying? He said it's going to take four years. So we're in year two. So while all of a sudden, am I going to sit there and go, hey, you know what? I go to this team. They got two more years to rebuild before they really, before the coach thinks we matter. Um, I, you, you just, you, you don't. And, you know what, Carol? Uh, and, and it just is too. What, what are they? What are they gonna do? With, what are they gonna do with Cam? Yeah, that, I mean, he only signed yeah. a one-year deal, right? Yeah, he only signed a one-year. Really, a six-week deal. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm, like, you know, it's well. And unfortunately, and I'm, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but you're, you're in that realm, too, of like with Sam Darnold, all the money you invested. I know Tannehill's better or whatever, but we're in that same boat now. We got a guy that's, you know, can he get us to the next level? I don't know anymore, but you know what? You got what? He's due $39 million or something. It's like we can't go get a Russell Wilson or anything like that because, you know what I'm saying, we got to figure, you know, you got to figure crap out. So I, I don't know. Carolina is just the land of lost toys. If you ever watch Rudolph, they're the, they're the land of lost toys. You can't, you can't find anywhere. Guys that have nowhere else to go are coming to Carolina. Ben McAdoo had nowhere else to go. He was never going to get a head coaching gig again, at least, at least anytime soon. Now he's in Carolina. Now you're going to have to spend time trying to get players that, if they truly have a future, why would you come to Carolina to become 
you know, they, they come try to jumpstart your career. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not a great place for the guys that are already, that are already high market guys. Even if the money is good, you're not going to be successful here. At, at least, at least not yet. At least not, not until we improve some things under, with our higher ups. And I just can't see anybody of, of worth wanting to come here. I mean, somebody will because, because, Money talks to a lot of these guys in the league, and no matter what we think about, somebody's gonna make a, somebody's gonna make gonna, gonna take the plunge. But it's just Fritter is gonna have to probably really prove why we like him that first that for the first like six months of his tenure here. Like he's gonna have to really show us because I mean, right now it just does not look great, man. And that's tough because that's expecting something from an organization in our front office backed by him that signed Sam Darnold. And, and accepted the five years without seeing him play a down of football. So we should have known from the jump that this was an issue, that this was a red flag right then and there, because he, again, did so sight unseen on a quarterback, the most pivotal part. And the worst part is, and I've, I've been hearing this so long, you know, in Panthers Twitter and all that, they said they're going to be aggressive in the quarterback market. They're going to make some aggressive moves. I don't know what that means. And oh, oh, have, you not, oh, have you not heard the Jimmy G talks? I've heard Jimmy G. I've heard Kirk Cousins. I've heard Carson Wentz. Yeah. I, I I've heard seas and waves of mediocrity spanning more lifetimes than I care to live. I, I, if you're gonna go back into the quarterback market, man, and you really don't want to spend a whole lot of money, then go. Then you probably should just keep Cam. In all honesty, even though I don't, even though I kind of don't want Cam to stay, but I mean, sh- I mean, if you, if you, if I'm not taking. Another guys we just named over Cam over Cam if he has a full offseason. Because that's yeah. the last thing he that's the thing he hasn't had for the last two years is a full offseason, a chance to work with a with the group consistently for an entire season. So I that would that would make no sense to go out and break the bank. Because his thing, Cam, I think everybody, I think Cam knows and everybody knows that he's not getting big money anymore to go anywhere. Like he's always it's gonna be it's gonna be backup money that he's gonna get. No, no matter no matter where he goes, so that would probably be where I stayed at, or I just or I just stick with Sam and just have, just have to ride it out. I, you know, if 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 they're playing the quarterback market, like you said, Russell's not going to come here. No, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't come here. No. You know, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo would come here. No, I don't think he want he would want to come here. Would Kirk Cousins? Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Would 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 Carson Wentz? Absolutely. Yeah, I, but he he, he, he's a he's I'd I'll be honest I'd rather see Sam Darnold under center than than Carson Wentz. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just yeah. um you know, and for Cam I agree with you like there's been I've heard a little chatter on the radio and stuff like that it's like if Sam is not the guy go ahead and sign Cam go get Malik in the draft go get uh the kid from where uh what's the other kid? Corral. Yeah, you know, getting out. I mean, at least and and go, Sam. You know what? You can play the bench now. Cam's going to start, and let's and let's. You got you got nothing to lose. You got nothing to lose. And and the way the market is, what quarterback who wants to win an NFL championship is going to come here? You're not going to get that caliber, nor you're going to have the money. And and it just becomes. Although I did hear this today, and I'm just throwing that out there. I saw it, and I need to see if I can find it. Um, John Robinson said he'd love to have Cam Newton back up Ryan Tannehill. (laughs) <laughs> and I would love to see Cam Newton just put on a tight uniform. <laughs> first of all, it would be hard. First of all, that he he, he, he would look tough in a tight uniform. Uh, he would. <laughs> he, he would look tough. In a he he would. would make any. He would make any team's uniform look good. He and he just has 
I agree. They got to they got to throw the owners. They, they got to throw the Houston owners. Throw it back on. It's super. I know. First but, but then he, <laughs> but then he can't. If he rocks the one, if he's coming out number one. Yeah. The Oilers. Hey, but let me back up real quick. Think about, well, hold on. think about just one more time. One more time. One more. Just think about the red zone that you could play. You could run. Putting Derek and him in the backfield. Yeah. No, you no, you're not tackling him. You're not tackling no, him. Man. Look at how dangerous we've actually been with Ryan and him back there. I know. <laughs> um, Crazy. But, you know, but you back to back. Well, another person I did hear though, and I don't know if you guys heard about it because it's going to be interesting. From what I gather, they're not sold on Matt Ryan starting. Does Matt Ryan get shifted somewhere? And would you take Matt Ryan? Oh. I heard no, I heard that they there have been some talks that Matt Ryan may not be the starter in Atlanta. Um mm. would, you go, would you go get Matt Ryan? And to be honest with you, yeah, well, years, if you draft a quarterback and you have somebody that I mean Matt Ryan might be yeah. somebody who would be an interesting kid, just a coach or somebody to mentor somebody. Well, I don't Matt know. Ryan's still, he's still playing viable football, he's just on a bad team right now. Mm-hmm. So Agreed. I mean, uh, you know, depending on what you could, I mean, it's say let's play fantasy. I say you can get them for, for for a reasonable deal and go get the quarterback of the future in, in the draft. Yeah, and I like Corral and Willis. Like I like I like if if I could not have Willis, I do think if somebody's gonna get high on Willis and and and, and maybe jump the gun on him. Corral seems like the guy that make it that to me make a fall. People may may just have forgotten about for some reason. You know, so I, I mean, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah, so I mean, if, if I could have Matt Corral be behind Matt, Matt Ryan for a year or two, that's great. And I, I, don't, I don't think Corral is nearly as much as a, as, as a development project as like a Willis either. I just don't know if I could stomach Matt Ryan on the on the Panthers. I just, I just that goes against that just that just goes against everything I I, I would I believe. I, I don't know if I could do it. I mean, at this point, like I'll take anything I can get. I just. I just don't know what the thought process is. Again, we, we've never known what the thought process of this team is. There's no clear. And it's gotten to the point where I'm watching videos of Matt or, or, or I'm watching videos of Ron Rivera talking and I'm like, did he get smarter or more like consistent? Or are we, is, are we just been, have we just been that just tortured by Matt Rule to where anything sounds think, better than what we're hearing? I think it's option two. I don't, I don't think Ryan's changed that much. Well, just <laughs> just just let you guys know, and I just keep you up to date or whatever. The uh, kid from Baylor, the wide receiver. Yeah, Legion Perdidi. What was his forty time? The set the all time record with a four. What? Four point two one. Who is this kid though? Tyquan Thornton from Baylor University uh, just broke the all time record supposedly with a four point two one. Confirmed. Uh, right now, um, it's looking like it, yeah. Oh, my God. And then a kid from um, uh, Ohio State, Chris o- Olave. Chris Olave. I like Chris Olave a lot. He ran a 4.24. Jesus Christ. Makes sense, though. I, 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 I watched enough of his games that, that he looks like it, too. So the wide, the, wide, the wide receivers are going insane. Sounds oh, like a good, sounds Pick, good guys to make running backs. Pickens ran a, Pickens ran a 4.4. <laughs> A kid named Christian Watts, where he's from, 6'4", 208, and 11'4", broad jump, just ran a 4.28. <laughs> oh, he made some money today. I'm sorry. Dude, who? <laughs> Christian Watts? Eight. I don't know who he is. Christian Watts. I mean, we'll, I get, we'll get Tyler in on all this, but I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's insane, though, man. I didn't mean to bring that up. I was just looking at Twitter, so. It's just, 
I mean, it's it's nice to look at that stuff and see people succeeding. It's nice to know that there are people that are still playing good, viable football. We ain't doing, we ain't doing it. We thought, tell me the thought process here. You know, you talk about how we have, we've, you know, really down on capital. We don't have a lot of cap space. So then rationalize giving three years to a guy who hasn't caught more than 10 touchdowns and Ian Thomas. I don't understand why we re-signed him. It was, it was the rationale that I heard. McAdoo likes to use tight ends. He's very, he, he, his, his offenses are very tight end friendly. Um, the market, if certain guys like Njoku, uh, Gaseki, if they were, you know, once they got, once they hit the open market, the price, the, 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 the bag would be too hefty for us to, to be able to pay for those guys. So before they like Ian Thomas hit the market, which I don't know if he would have a great, he wouldn't have a great market value anyway, just go drop the three years, 16 million. It's going to be a below average deal by the time all the other deals are made. So it used to be the first one to go out there and, and sign and sign a guy. It's a mid-tier deal right now. It's going to be a below average deal by the time we're done with the offseason. Okay. But, but you sign a guy who now is, like, facing criminal charges. And, and everyone is innocent until proven guilty. Huh? And everyone That's, is innocent until proven guilty, but – I'm just saying, though. Like, did you do? Be as specific as to say he he evade, evaded the police in a on a dirt bike in Huntersville. <laughs> to be, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, they said they knew, so they were all in. That doesn't make it better. But here's here's, here's my question. And I didn't say it was okay. I just said that's what they said. I know, that's but here's the question, though. I mean, and and it's crossing the NFL. Do you? Did they not know? I mean, when, when do you, I mean, do, do you at least no, have to, do you have to tell the Panthers, hey, this happened during, you know what I'm getting at? Like what, you, I mean, so you could sign with this and guess what? They're going to suspend him the first six games. I mean, they said he knew. They, he said they knew. Stephon, getting Stephon back is doable. Depends on, it depends on what type of money Stephon's asking for though. Like, like, well, like does he still want top quarter for top end money? And here's the well, here's here's the problem with the Panthers, where this when you get into the free agency and all this other stuff, there are teams where people and I'll just throw the Titans out there, whatever that maybe will go. You know what? I'll restructure because I want to stay on this team. I'm willing to take some hits, restructure. I may not get as much or whatever, but I want to stay on this team. That ain't happening here. Mm-hmm. You know that. I mean, you know, it, it, I could go over here and make this amount of money, or I could restructure my contract. So I could be, you know, under Matt Rule's, you know, coaching. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm getting at? And, yeah. And, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead. And it's just, it's not like there's no positivity or no encouragement to, to restructure or to do any of that stuff because you just, you know, it, it's it not will, that. It will, all, it will all start at quarterback, though. It, it will all start with if guys look at this team and say, well, do we have a quarterback that we think we can win with? Because if I go to anything with Sam Darnold, I'm only signing him for a paycheck. Clear, right? You, you know. But if I go in with shoot, even even a Marcus Mariota, he's he's starting to pick up steam now in this offseason as far as being a guy that teams are going to want to go get. And I can see why he would be. I think he's. I think you know he, he's. I mean, he wasn't awful. He needed some development when he played for Tennessee. But again, you saw there there, there was potential there for him to be a solid quarterback. He's won playoff games before. So 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 be it. You can go get him and actually make make a case you have you have a legit shot to be competitive. 
you know what I'm saying? But you, I think teams got think a lot of these guys got got to believe in what the t- team is doing. And again, Carolina, they have to find a direction. It, is, it doesn't have to be a particular one way street that they have to go. It just has to be a direction that I think fans can buy into and that can possibly entice free agents to say, "Look, we can go here and actually compete for something." You got March I mean, today. You got March and April to do it. Yeah. Then you got free agency and the draft to 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 give the Carolina Panther fans a direction of where this team is going. Period. And you got March and April to do it because if all of a sudden March and April, you know, roll through and you are where we're at right now, I mean, no, it's just no. It's it's not. You know, nobody's going to be excited about it. I mean, I don't even think at this point you have to worry about getting fans to buy into it. You got to worry about your team buying into it. I, like, I don't even know if these players are buying into because what? Yeah, that's what Shanti said. Because what? What are you giving them to to buy into at any point, at any level, anywhere? Like, there's nothing that I'm seeing that is exuding any sort of confidence in my in in what if I'm a player and what I'm offering. None of that is giving me any confidence. Is that it's actually being appreciated or you know going to be properly utilized? I mean, hell, they're thinking of like they're talking about shopping DJ Moore. I've seen talks. I mean, obviously about shopping, you know, Christian McCaffrey still. And at the, at that point, I just I really and that one. I mean, if you can find a running, if you can find a team that's running back centric that would want to do it, like I've seen one thing where I would, it would be the Bills is what I've seen. And for the overall pick, wow, straight up, I, Buffalo Christian takes Buffalo over the top though. That's the thing. That's a that's a very high value pickup for them. I, for us, it doesn't do much because we don't have a team that's that's actually built to you know be be successful. Well, you know, the, it, I'm gonna make you mad here. I guess um, you know, I, I, stay healthy, stay stay healthy. I mean, right now that that's the big question mark. You stay healthy, but I you know I saw the same thing about CMC to Buffalo. Um, it goes back to the quarterback, like you said, and and I mean, like you know, the running back. I mean, I hate to say it, but whatever. But I mean. You can put people back there and get the job done. I mean, I mean Carolina. I mean, if 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 the Titans want to do it, give her to let Deontay Foreman go. I hope they don't. But that guy was that guy's a baller, he was, man. He was soft. He was very and, soft. And I mean, literally over eight games, that running game produced the same or more than when Derrick Henry was back there. I'm not saying I'm gonna get rid of Derrick Henry. Don't get me wrong. But you know what I'm it's like the realm of you could lose Carolina. You could lose CMC in Carolina. For draft picks, for salary, whatever, and get two or three really good players that would in, that would strengthen the court. Does that make sense? Strengthen the yeah. court of the team. It well, you know, and getting and getting two having two first round picks tilts it, it changes everything that you, me- oh, that you messed up. You know what I'm absolutely. saying? Because now, because see now everything's on the everything's on the table, and you can and mind you, you can still move up. You can still you can, you can still trade it. You can still flip that six, move back and grab, grab more capital. Right, know, do something. With, do something with that twenty fifth, fourteen that may need that may want to get back into that late first round and try to go grab a guy. I mean, and for Buffalo, I think for Buffalo, I think it does wonders for a team that you saw you saw how elite they were offensively down the stretch. I couldn't imagine Christian Christian McCaffrey making that team. I couldn't imagine a scenario where Christian McCaffrey doesn't make that team the best offensive team in the league alongside what they what they've already gotten with out of Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. Well, they got even got out of Singletary in the backfield. And Christian McCaffrey, alongside that, along with, with how Josh Allen's development has has grown in the past three years, I couldn't see it being nothing other than than a top five offense. Oh, easily, easily, easily. easily. <clears throat> and I think this Super Bowl proved it alone that 
if you want to go that way too, and if you still want to try to build your team up and you think it's going to take time, you can do it in three, four, five years. Easy. Look at the Bengals. They were the number one draft pick two years ago to get Joe Burrow. And they still were in the top 10, top 15 this year to get Jamar Chase. Boom. And this is for the next year. Now we saw we're not having a line to, do to Joe Burrow. We saw how that worked yeah. out. But then also you look at the Rams even more so. Daryl Henderson. Cam Akers. Henderson. OBJ. Vaughn Miller. Eric Weddle. Jalen Ramsey. Matt Stafford. All guys they grabbed. Andrew Whitworth. Guys they grabbed 2018, 2019 prior in that time frame, making big plays and getting them the Super Bowl win. So, like, but I'm not seeing that in this. I'm well, not seeing anything like that in this. I agree. But the one cool part about it was, you know, I mean, the, the, the Bengals had five wins last year. Yeah. I mean, the Bengals had five wins last season. And if you would have asked any of us at the beginning of the year, would Cincinnati <laughs> go to the Super Bowl? It would be hell no. I would have asked Cincinnati me, in the playoffs. If, yeah. No, if you would have right, asked even right. – Six I mean, weeks into this season, if you were to ask me they were in the Super Bowl, I still wouldn't have told you yes. You know, it just and they, and, and they it wasn't flashy. It was, well, I mean, I guess Jamar's a little cha- a little flashy, but but you know, what I'm getting at they're just as it was just this kind of. Eh. Well, to me, it's still. I'll I'll be honest. It wouldn't surprise me if they don't even make the playoffs next year. It wouldn't surprise me either. And what I mean by that is, it's that Cinderella run that just they found the way, they got it done, and it it didn't happen. Yeah, everyone, said Joe, everyone said Joe Burrow's, oh, he's got time. He'll be back. Cam wasn't that much older. Cam was not. <laughs> I, I almost made a video about that because I wanted to let people know. <laughs> I, I know what how y'all feeling. And that's Super Bowl loss. When it's fresh, you, you believe you can get back. But you're not. Things can change real back. quick. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and as much as I lose sleep over it, you sack a guy nine times. <laughs> Nine times, and don't give up one touch. You give up one touchdown. It's like you just—it's just—it's not. You know, you, you, kudos. Give him credit. I'll give him credit. You, you, yeah. you, you, you know, you went on the road and you did what you had to do. Um, but you know, it's uh, uh, it's what I'm saying though is you can enter the season with a little bit of hope, but it's all going to get dashed in March and April if they don't get their crap together and do what they're supposed to do and give the fans some excitement. Um, about what they're doing and give I think you have to go into the draft by the end of the draft you have to have your quarterback in play or at least the the few the plan uh whatever that is um and and go and you can't be well maybe this or maybe that no 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 you you better have a game plan in place and and give people something to be excited about because right now yeah it's just it's not it absolutely isn't. And we could spend all night talking about it. And we're going to spend the majority of this season talking about it. But we've got more than enough time to do so. So, guys, thank you for, you know, sticking with us during the break. We're going to come back bigger, better, and stronger. We're going to try to bring some more of y'all back. If you want to come on, please come on and talk to us. Hit up our DMs. We'll have you on the episode. Ask questions about this offseason. As there's surely going to be a lot to talk about. We'll be getting back together again soon. But until then... Keep waiting and keep bounding.